Now on to our listeners. T3 understands what took place. The night you started listening to wrestling podcasts, you got down on your knees, put your little hands together and said a prayer and it sounded like this. Oh dear God, you see my name's Billy and I just love wrestling podcasts, but there's just one problem. They all absolutely suck. And then at that point, Billy, your house started to shake, the heavens opened up, and God himself spoke to you and said, Bob, but my name's Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. You are absolutely right. They do suck. But there is one thing and one thing only that you can do. You must go find the show that is simply electrifying. You must go find Take Two Takedown. Oh, but God, anybody but take... Know your role and shut your mouth. And then as fear went through your body, tears went down your cheek and piss rolled down your leg. Your house started to shake, the clouds parted and the heavens opened. And what seemed like millions and millions of voices said to you in unison, Jabroni, if you smell what T3 is cooking... Episode 79, Take Two, Take Down. This is John. I got my buddy Craig. Once again, we are blessed to have Jeff the Ref with us. This is going to be an okay show. <laughs> I mean, you got Raw and SmackDown to talk about. We have an NXT TakeOver to go over. That's very fun. We can talk about some of the cool stuff that's happened at AEW. But that's all fun. in all with WWE... The only other thing we have to look forward to is the Sand in Your Ass Showdown. Yeah, the Super Showdown tomorrow. It's going to be as or, good as you were or equal to, this to WrestleMania. <laughs> yes, the equivalent of WrestleMania, I think, it, is the quote they were using. Why is this the plug you're giving me? Because they know nobody wants to watch it. They can't say, oh, this is going to be like the Super Bowl. Mm. This is going to be like that game. Yeah. No, it's going to be mm, probably on the same par as WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. And we all going to be just as long? God, I hope not. I can't do so. I mean, if it starts uh, our time 2 p.m., I'm thinking end time 8, probably, 6 hours. Yeah, and then you got people like me that have to get home from work, and I won't start watching it till 5. Right, yeah. It'll still be on while I'm playing catch up on the beginning. Yep, yep. And then the worst part is because... We have our pick'em pool. Mm-hmm. You and I literally have to watch the 50-man battle royal from beginning to freaking end. We sure do. And I still... Like, what are they going to do when they start it and the ring just collapses? Well, let's hope our truth isn't under it, hiding to keep his 24-7 <laughs> belt safe. But we'll get more into that in a little bit because that's actually a good part of WWE is, this week, in my is. opinion. Okay. Welcome, Take Two Takedown. Yeah. Again, we're here. Uh, follow us on the Twitter if you aren't already at Take Two Takedown. Uh, you can call us, 434-602-1931, or you can email our letter bag at triple teabag at gmail.com because we love to get teabagged. And we got teabagged this week, John. By who? We got teabagged by one Brian out of Wichita. What's up, B-Rye? All right, B-Rye asked the question, which I think a lot of us have even been thinking about. Be like, are there current members on the NXT roster that would actually be upset being called up to the main roster after seeing what has happened to Sanity, AOP, 
everyone. Ricochet, everybody. Just everyone. Just everybody that's been EC3, called up. EC3, I think, is now He's a in the 24-7 belt. Solo cup. Mm-hmm. Drunken Memorial Day party, 24-7 belt chasing MF-er. That's all he's good for. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ricochet is a 50-50. He's probably the best, and he's still getting buried. Let me let me bring in Jeff the ref, because I think you made a great point this morning when we were talking before the show. You were like, I think you said there's something like 59 people on the current roster that have nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Correct. The last, I think, two weeks, they have mm-hmm. not been on TV, not been doing any shows, nothing. Nothing. Which, All right, so, which, which is why this 24-7 belt, I think, exists. Which, how many people are on the roster, the main roster? 149,000. Because if 59 have not done anything in weeks. No, I'm going to guess, in all honesty, if there's 59 people not used in two weeks, the overall roster is probably 75 people. Because they've probably only used 10 to 15 people. Because the wild card rule. Wild card rule. Wild card rule. Let's just bring everybody on every show anytime you can. Well, obviously that's for them to be able to put their main characters on both shows when they split. Yes. On uh, different networks. Mm-hmm. But, so, Jeff, what do you think? If you were an NXT up-and-comer and they said, hey, we want to bump you up to the main card, would you be like, no? Unless I got paid a lot more money to go to the main well, card, my the ass difference would is, stay. I would if, stay. If I remember right, the average for NXT is something like sixty to 80000 which is a decent salary. Mm-hmm. When Especially you get, in Florida, where it's from. That's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. When you get bumped up to the main card... I think the base salary is something like two to three hundred thousand. Right. Uh, so you're talking a huge difference. At least double, if not triple, what you're making. And that's for you to be a bump sponge and forgotten for a good two years. And that's the thing. Do you take that two years of bump sponge and your career probably ending? Or do you stick with NXT where you're popular, you're still selling merch, you're or, you, or you, have you the go possible. the Tyler Breeze route where you go back and sign with NXT you because now you can get some face time. You could do that. I mean, because I would almost, I would say some of these NXT people have a better chance of staying with NXT as long as they let you and then leaving WWE altogether and going out on their NXT name than going to the main roster and two to three years later getting cut by WWE and I'm going gonna, off I'm going to throw Indies. a whole different spin on this. Mm-hmm. Triple H, NXT is his project. He's running it. He is making NXT the great thing that it is. Yes. We all love NXT in this room. Correct. So with that being said, the loyalty to Triple H, because out of kayfabe, people say he's the most approachable person. Yeah. He I've, will work mm-hmm. moves. He will work character. He will work, you know, your broadcasting ability. Yeah, and I've heard that he's open to phone calls you know, meetings, anything like, even if he's not there in Florida, he tells all of his talent on NXT, if you need help working a promo, coming up with something, call me. I'll answer and work it over the phone with you. Like, right. So I'm saying with that in mind now, I would be, if I was an up-and-coming NXT star, I'd be like, well, let me take a good long look. Because if right now the way WWE is going down the drain, the way that uh Moxley, Ambrose, whatever you mm. want to call him, has painted the picture, the way Jericho's talking, the way other wrestlers are starting to talk. You know, is this kind of the out for Vince McMahon where they're like, hey, your ideas are old. We need to move forward. Mm-hmm. Are they going to turn the reign over to Triple H? And if they are going to tra- uh, change the person in charge of it, do I hitch my wagon to Triple H thinking he's going to make the WWE 
what NXT is. Right. And now I am a better viable character, and I know I'm going to get used because if you look at NXT, even the up and comers, they're getting FaceTime. They're exactly. getting the ability to wrestle. They're getting the opportunity to get out there and be known. Mm-hmm. That, that is very true. And I guess when you do that, and I think hitching your horse to Triple H is not a bad idea, but how long can you wait? You know, like say, take for instance, EC3. By the time. Triple H completely takes over. EC3 will be gone and probably cut from WWE. Well, and that's the thing. I'm just saying, you know, War Raiders will be gone. That's why right now you stay in NXT. Mm-hmm. That's what I, Gargano, Cole, whoever, stay in NXT. Who knows when Triple H is going to take over? If he's going to take over, mm-hmm. I right now, me would stay in NXT at the moment. But that's the other thing: is do you even have that option? In the other if, if Triple H comes to you and says, we're calling you up if to the main roster, no, can you yeah. say, no, please don't. Yeah. Keep me here. Like, no, I mean. It, probably not. Brian, this is a great question. It is. Um, it is. There's a lot of caveats to it, but I would mm-hmm. say right now on this day, if somebody were to come to me and be like, hey, you're a great star on NXT. We want to call you up. Your choice. I'd be like, no, I think I want to stay on NXT a little yeah. bit. The problem with NXT also is how long can you remain on top? Like. Champa has remained on top for a long time. Even in his injury, we yeah. still clamor for Champa. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. because Champa delivers that character. Exactly. We love Gargano, but I'm as much as I love Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. His his is a character driven wrestler in the ring. Uh, oh. He is not that good. Exactly. But as much as I love that character, I can only do so much. Yes. Yes. I think. Velveteen Dream would actually benefit from going up to the main card because he would become the new R-Truth. Mm-hmm. He would become the flamboyant, kind of comedy-esque character right. where he, the actor, would flourish. Exactly. Um, I Because wrestling's changing. Yes. Wrestling mm-hmm. is, has made a big change from the sports entertainment that we liked in the 90s mm-hmm. where you could come out... Do your moves, throw a few punches, but tell me a story. Mm-hmm. Now it's when you're in the ring, I want to see you do a whole bunch of flippy shit. Yeah. I want it to be cool and be like, oh my gosh. Right. Mm-hmm. And then on the outskirts, I want you to tell me a story in the in between time. Mm-hmm. And that's what AEW is getting absolutely perfectly right right now. Exactly. Exactly. They're doing a great job of in ring storytelling, especially, which I think is a lot of what WWE, the main roster, has trouble doing. Is in-ring storytelling. A lot of times it's just a bunch of flippy shit, and then we're done. WWE doesn't know what stories it wants to tell. That's also AEW Because Vince hasn't told them yet. That's why. Well, and that's the (laughs) the problem is is Vince is directing the storyline, and he just goes back to the well. Mm -hmm. It worked for my father. It worked for me in the 80s. Mm. It worked for me kind of in the 90s. Let's do it again. Yeah. Like, AEW, um, you know... They have the being all elite. Mm -hmm. And you go on YouTube every week to see what funny stuff they're going to do. But there's continuing little storylines that build up to what happens in the ring. Mm -hmm. Even so much as there wasn't a lot, if you you think about it, there wasn't a ton of buildup between Cody and Dustin in this match at Double or Nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They went in the ring. And they told the story perfectly. Right. All, all gonna, the way to the end. Culmination at the end of we're it. We're going to fight each other as mm-hmm. sibling rivalry. And then as we're beating each other up and we're realizing nobody's getting really the upper hand and we're just beating each other up, that's when they turn around and they're like, you know what? This is dumb. 
Mm. I don't need an opponent. I don't need a partner. I need my brother. And they're both like, yeah, let's hug it out. And yeah. then Cody wins. But. And, and I think that's one of the things that NXT does well, based mostly, mostly on Triple H, I assume, is that their storylines continue. I mean, even on NXT this week, you had Bianca Belair and Mia Yim against each other for their rubber match because one won one, one won the other. Now, they kept that going. WWE main roster, Raw SmackDown, has enough trouble from episode to episode. I mean, you had Alexa Bliss this week who was, you know, a face on Raw getting thrown into coffee and then, and then a giant heel, heel on, on Smackdown. Smackdown. Yeah. yeah I like, just, they, can't make their, they can't make their own mind up show to show. You know, it's like Ricochet and Cesaro. They just keep going back and forth in a match because they both really perform well in the ring. Right. But there's real no story there. It's just no. we want to see you in the ring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, Brian, once again, great question. <laughs> yep. Uh, we don't really have a good answer for you, obviously, but a lot of great discussion. Mm-hmm. Speaking of things that are great to discuss. Yes, sir. Let's talk about NXT. Let's, let's talk about TakeOver. Let's talk about TakeOver. TakeOver 25. Uh, first, why why um, wasn't this TakeOver whatever town they were in? Because it was the 25th TakeOver. It's a big deal. Where was it? What? I don't know. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> the, it was... Um, it, like the name doesn't ring. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Oh crap! I can't no, remember. Who what cares where it was? It was Takeover Twenty Five. It's all that matters. It's amazing. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was very good. Uh, I think uh, the latter match I think may have been the most exciting match to me, which I was surprised at because uh, not a huge fan of Forgotten Sons, but I think everybody in that match looked really good. Um. I got to say the Shayna Baszler match was the best. Like mm-hmm. That just fulfilled everything. That uh, moonsault with the chair that Io Shiri did after the match, like after she oh. lost, was amazing. <laughs> so, speaking of Baszler, like, I honestly thought she was going to drop the belt because they got to bring somebody up to feud with Becky. Yes, and that was uh, that was all of our thoughts. I mean, you look at the uh, the actual match itself and our pick and pull. The only one who picked Baszler was Colin. Well, Everybody else picked because my son is a genius. Genius. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, no, it, it just to me, I thought this would be the perfect time for her to drop the belt. Then mm-hmm. you can have her come in, build a feud between her and Becky, have that go to SummerSlam, culminated yep. SummerSlam, and then we see where that goes from there. Exactly. But that's obviously not what they're going to do. So, But that match, oh my God. Like, Don't get me wrong. Takeovers are always great. Always. Mm-hmm. The Cole Gargano match was awesome. The mm-hmm. Dream Riddle match was amazing. Well, you mean Dream Breeze? That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. But I strong riddle. But strong riddle. I mean both. Yeah, of them. strong riddle mm-hmm. was really good too. Yes. Um but and and it came to culmination that what we were saying was right. Like Riddle had to get a win. Mm-hmm. Yes. This makes Strong look even weaker with Cole, so that feud story goes on. Mm-hmm. That's where NXT is getting it right. Yes. Even the little nuances of who wins, who loses, mm-hmm. makes pushes sense. a story yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you know, I think one of the things that they do well is they realize, like for instance, this ladder match. I mean, they've you know, street profits have been around. But that one match, that one ladder match, made Street Profits, like, you know, put them on the map. Their bit, you know, like, it made them shine more in that ladder match to make everybody happy that they won. Whether you wanted Street Profits to win or not. Like, And that's the point in every wrestler's career is there has to be certain moments in everyone's career. Mm -hmm. 
in ring and out of ring that you can point to and be like, that's what makes him a superstar. Yes. Like, look at Stone Cold. Mm -hmm. We loved him in the match with, like, Bret Hart where he never tapped out. Right, right. We love him in his matches with The Rock where they went back and forth just beating the piss out of each Mm -hmm. other. Mm -hmm. But we also remember him, especially for, like, the Austin 316 where he just finishes the match where he kills Jake the Snake. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then he comes out and delivers this killer promo that goes down in history. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, And, I mean... That's what makes you a true wrestling superstar, the ability to do both. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and I think that having something like NXT, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the confidence Triple H gives them or what it is, but that slightly smaller venue helps people shine, I think, more than doing it in a 70,000-person arena that WWE does. Like, something about that, I think, makes something like Street Profits going into the audience with their red solo cups, like, celebrating their win with them, made it more memorable. And I don't think that's something you could have done on a main roster WWE No, because event. they would have had to given out the solo cups prior to the it, ending. Yeah, it's like, a, like, it's a whole hey, thing. Street Profits are going to win. <laughs> right, yeah, it's a whole thing. So, I, I don't know, like... Again, like we were just saying before, there's something about NXT that makes every takeover good. Like, I can't think of an NXT event, an NXT pay-per-view, whatever you want to call it, that has not consistently been good. Like, they may not be, there's some better than others, obviously, but they're always good. It's because there's about, what, five matches every time. Mm -hmm. It's not watered down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the decisions are made before the last minute. Because Vince That's is always changing stuff. Probably true. <laughs> That's probably true. Would you say that NXT works harder to meet the fan expectations of entertainment? I.e., would you say NXT, like Jeff just said, they're taking the time to write the story and follow it through to the finish. And although we may not like what happened that week, mm-hmm. the payoff in the end is going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. And they're holding truer to that. Like, they're not worried about what's happening right this minute. They're worried about the big payoff in the end. Yes. Yes. And, because, I, and I think exactly like like you guys are saying, Triple H, who, you know, create Shawn Michaels, whoever it is on their creative team, is looking big picture, is looking long term, is looking storyline. Whereas, and, you know, we've heard it on from Moxley, we've heard it from Jericho, main roster Vince is what is good today. Main roster Vince is, last week, Brock put up a briefcase on his shoulder and pretended it was a boombox for 10 seconds. We're sticking with that. We're making shirts. We're making a boombox briefcase. Like, we're going all out on this 10-second kind of funny pop. And we but, will destroy it. Like, we no, will but push it into the ground it's I'm not funny. I'm going to say that's actually something I've enjoyed on WWE. Like, the product right now is crap. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. But I actually like having the beast, the killer, the the your main uh, heel of the show mm-hmm. show some character. And he yes. comes out. Brock freaking danced. Yes. I will give him that. And I liked the fact that because they went with character. That whole idea that Brock didn't realize he had an entire year to cash in the contract. Because that is Brock character. Brock is a giant monster. Heyman's my businessman. Heyman lets me know all this stuff. Yeah. And when he's like, wait, I have an entire year to do this? It's like, why didn't you tell me? And like hitting Heyman over the head with it. Like, it that's was funny. That's funny because and that it was makes it was, sense with the Brock and, and character. Kayfabe, and probably for real, mm-hmm. it makes sense. <laughs> he probably didn't know he but, had um, a year. Jeff and I were talking yesterday when you left, mm-hmm. um, the cash-in, the okay. Money in the Bank cash-in. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I said, Jeff, you know what? I really got this feeling in the back of my head that this buildup against Rollins is all a ruse. He's going to turn and cash in on Kofi, unbeknownst to him, after Kofi's match with uh, Dolph Ziggler. I completely agree. I completely agree. But are I, they going to do a title change at the Sandy show? They could. They, the, the normalcy is maybe one. Now, now the push, and, and I think we have to give them credit, uh, that alleged uh, wrestling put on their latest episode, the idea is not even cashing in on Kofi at Super Sandy Showdown. It's waiting. You cash in on Kofi the first episode on Fox that SmackDown does. Yeah, I heard them talk about it, and I think that's a great idea. However, I don't think Kofi's going into that as the champion. Well, that's true. I so guess what so. I'm thinking is, is Brock cashes in, he's the champion now, and to get that pop, you have somebody brand new that, you know, mm. we haven't heard of come out and just destroy Brock. And it's like, oh, my God, we've got this new monster. So that the next couple of weeks, we're all trying to figure out who the hell is this? You know, who or the, even do the mask thing again. Yeah, you know who the idea is? The Twitter push that's been happening is bro versus beast from Matt Riddle. Well, Matt Riddle, Riddle wants to fight. Riddle Brock is the one making the push. <laughs> right. And I get it, man. If I'm going to try to get my name out there and make money and get fan base, mm. yeah, I'm going to pick on the biggest one out there. And, I mean, they were both legit MMA fighters, obviously very different weight classes, but they were both professional MMA fighters. And it would almost make sense that if you want to have somebody beat Brock, it should be somebody who is also a but I can't quote, see it being unquote, real fighter. I can't see it being Riddle. What I can see is them bring in I don't let's use let's use Lashley. Don't ever use Lashley, but okay. Well, <laughs> take him off TV for a while. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. After Super Sandy Show down in your pants, um, mm -hmm. take him off TV for a while. Got it. Got it. Let him cool. Mm -hmm. Then your very first episode, you have Brock coming out there and he's like, new channel, new challengers. Bring whatever you got. Okay. Mm -hmm. Lashley comes out in a different getup with a mask on. He comes out and he destroys kind of like KO did the scene on his first show. Page. Yeah. You know, Paige yeah. did to AJ Lee on her first show. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, comes out, takes the belt, beats Brock up. Now we find out who it is. A couple weeks down the road, we're still trying to figure out what's going on. And uh, we find out who it is. And like, oh, all of a sudden I have buy-in. Now I want to see what's going to happen here. Yeah. Instead of Lashley, they should release the Fireflies for that. And have mm -hmm. Bray Wyatt do it. And have Bray Wyatt come out in his weird, creepy mask. mask. By the way, great promo this week, <laughs> With the oh, muscle man dance. Let's <laughs> pull up your pants. Should we should we wait to get into Firefly Funhouse? Let's, or let's should we wait, just do it now? Let's end on Firefly Funhouse because that was actually good. That was like the best part <laughs> of WWE. Mm -hmm. Which is weird that we would say that about Bray Wyatt because remember what I said about him with Eater of Worlds. Mm -hmm. Yes, you hated him. Oh, I hated him. Hated but him. Mm -hmm. for if he had to go through that to get to this, mm -hmm. I'm I, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, so Raw SmackDown this week, fellas. It happened. It happened. Okay, that's a good discussion. Yeah. A um, lot of not good things. You know what? I'm going to focus on the positive. Okay, please do. That uh, wouldn't be Undertaker showing up on Raw because that sucked. Because he no. showed up for, what, two minutes at the very end? Yeah. And then they mm -hmm. cut him off. I want Goldberg. He can rest in. <laughs> yeah. Just off air. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... Let me let me see. Uh, what was good about Raw and SmackDown? Uh, the, I liked our truth. I liked our truth. I liked. Uh, I don't remember who it was that pulled the table out from underneath. Cesaro. Cesaro and our truth table was out sitting like, on it. Yeah. <laughs> I liked that. Yeah, uh, that was hilarious. I actually kind of enjoyed, and I didn't expect I would the Triple H Orton promo against each other. So, 
Do you think that was scripted? Or do you think it was like, hey, go out there and, and generate some heat? Because I honestly think when Triple H was like, he comes out and he goes, I know what you guys want. You want us to throw some words, throw some fists, and then we'll see you in, on Friday. He goes, mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. I respect Orton. Bring him out. Mm -hmm. Orton comes out. They chatter it up a little bit. As Triple H is like, fine, I'll see you Friday. And he goes to walk out the ring. Mm -hmm. And Orton delivers the line about, I hope you can get your balls out of Stephanie's purse. Yes. Did you see the smirk on Dude, his the face? The smirk on his face either was, this line was really funny when we wrote it, and I'm happy to say it. I don't or, think that was it. As no. it's in his head, he's like, this is this. freaking hilarious. This is Because so, even Triple H kind of smiled at it, which it, led me to believe that He that comes was around with that little smile and he goes, well, they're no. just so big. <laughs> yeah. And they're then, so then hard comes to around, carry around myself. Then he comes around and then you wouldn't understand because you've never had a set. Yeah. <laughs> which then Orton also smirked at, which leads me to believe that none of this was scripted and shows you if you have people that know what they're doing, you yeah, don't need the script. I think I think this goes back down to what is your core consumer. Mm -hmm. We are the, I mean, I am a poor choice for this to say it, but we're literally the 16 to 25-year-old right. who likes the college locker room humor yes. mm -hmm. and who enjoys the the little like snips and jibes at each other and mm -hmm. that right there was actually funny and I don't think it was scripted and if I'm wrong I'm wrong mm -hmm. but if it was scripted it was brilliant yes but I honestly looked at it as like just two guys who obviously like each other yes mm. but in kayfabe have to be angry at each other and this was just them trying to bust each other's chops yes. like you and I would do and if, I think that's what made it funny if it was scripted Triple H scripted it you think? Yeah, I'd Vince. probably agree nah, with that. Vince. I don't think that was no. A, that wasn't a Vince now, script at all. As you were saying, the the age range, sixteen to twenty five, that's who they need to target because you get somebody in, and they start watching it, and then like us, they watch it for the next twenty years. Yes, exactly. Well, let's let's talk about age range. Who's your consumer when we talk about AEW? AEW just does this, mm -hmm. and they realize who they're marketing to. It is that 16 to 25-year-old, right. and it, they have the same mentality that the WWF and WWE had during the Attitude Era and before that of, if I get you young, I can keep you older. Yes, and but, that's exactly what they did with all of us. Yeah, so you know what's kept me coming back to WWE is, I remember how much fun it was when I was a kid. Or mm -hmm. it's the only thing on TV. Well, it's that or Bachelor. Mm -hmm. and True. I, yeah. Anyway, um, but so AEW does it now, and they do it more towards that culture where it's more like online, mm -hmm. and they're getting you in Twitter accounts and that kind of stuff where this 16 to 25-year-olds are living right now. Yeah. yeah. So it's hard for me. Like, for me to keep up with being elite, I literally have to set a reminder on my phone to be like, all right, old fart, yeah, go look, on to the Twitter mm -hmm. page, here's your login. Look at this week's YouTube episode. Watch yeah. this. Mm -hmm. But, you know... I can tell you my son, my 12-year-old son who likes wrestling, you know, I do not allow this wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yes. If mm -hmm. my wife listens. I don't allow it. Colin, don't do it. Mm -hmm. But he watches it, and he's like, Dad, did you see it this week? I'm yeah. like, no. And he goes, well, they said the F word a lot. And I was like, all right, buddy, if it's just you and me, we you right. can say it. Shh, don't repeat it. You know, it's, it's like that coming into yeah. age moment. Mm -hmm. like. Do you, give him a beer, do you give him a beer to drink while he watches it, too? No, 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 no. <laughs> you can't do that. But, like, every now and then, it's funny to watch my 15 and my 12-year-old, like, can I curse here? Mm -hmm. Last uh, last 
weekend, I went out on the golf course with my son Connor, the mm-hmm. six foot seven, fifteen year old. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were playing golf, and he totally duffed a shot, like mm-hmm. just hit a plot of land forty eight yards ahead of him. Good, a good, ball just like right that. Just like that. No better than dad. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually hit the ground. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, long and short of it, he lets out a fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then he looks at me, and we were with my father-in-law, and he looks at me, and he looks at my father-in-law, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And my father-in-law and I just started busting out <laughs> laughing, and he's like, am I in trouble? And we're like, no. no. Yes! So much in trouble. No, God, it's so fun. Anyway, I digress. Um, but that's what AEW is absolutely hitting on all cylinders with. Yes. And WWE, like, Vince... I'm sorry. I was your core audience 30 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? I, and I'm talking as a 48-year-old male. That was 30 years ago. What happened 30 years ago is not going to work now. And and I think the problem you have is WWE is almost fighting itself because you do have the things done by Triple H. And then you do have the things obviously pushed by Vince McMahon. And they're, they're almost clashing at this point. Like... And where does it all culminate, though? In the twenty-four-seven belt. No, no, no. <laughs> Firefly Funhouse. Firefly Funhouse, which is, I don't know why, especially after hearing the Moxley thing on Jericho, I don't know why sometimes he gives free reign to somebody like Bray Wyatt, which is obviously out of his own head, making it up completely himself. Yes, because there's no writer. There's no this no, stuff up. and then you get to. All the stories you have with from Ambrose, who he's like, no, you have to say exactly this script this way. I don't know where the difference is. I think like why one's allowed and one's not. I want to say I think Vince just wants to work with his top stars, his top ten, mm-hmm. and if that's what it is, he wants to control that whole storyline of who's the champs, who's the contenders, and what they're going to say and do. Mm-hmm. The undercard, which Bray Wyatt has been subjected to, right, right, as a punishment almost. Um, he's kind of like, well, you know what? We'll give more creative to them because they don't matter. That's true. And almost like, a, well, you're going to do something. You're going to film it out away from us. You're not going to busy the arena with it. You're not going to even come to the yeah. show. Like, do whatever you want. That's fine. We'll it, give you, we'll give you a two-minute segment. It's almost like Becky and Kofi coming up. Mm-hmm. It was so natural and, you know, audience-driven that now... Remember, we were all like, this is great, this is great. Right, right. When's Vince going to screw it up? Mm-hmm. Oh, when it came to Vince's attention that this is what the people want right now. These are my top stars. Let me take them in. Let me write their stories. And now look at how mediocre, mediocre it and watered down it's been. become. Exactly. And Kofi's like, SmackDown, the, the, the kickoff to SmackDown was four freaking video packages of just Dolphin Kofi going back, well, hey, I'm going to yell at you and then look at this tape. Yeah. And then I'm going to yell back at you and you look at this tape. Yeah. And then, look, I made this tape in reference to what I thought you might yell at me about. Here you go. Like, it. I saw something, some article that said SmackDown, I think it was. This last episode, there was about 19 and a half minutes of actual wrestling in the two-hour Yeah, program. I wouldn't surprise me at all. No. But I think that's why right now AEW has that big pop, other than being new, is it's natural. They're letting the wrestlers be creative on their own and do their thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's more entertaining than I think what's serving, Vince's ideas. I think what's serving AEW well and a detriment to WWE is AEW has the benefit of 
these wrestlers are wrestling other venues. Mm -hmm. So you get to watch them wrestle, but it's like you get a clip of Moxley taking out uh, Juice. Mm -hmm. You know, great. But we know Moxley is AEW. So now all AEW has to do is promos. Exactly. And the next event we're going to get from AEW is uh, Flight for Fighter. Fire, fire Fighter. Fight? Fighter Fest. Fighter Fest. Fighter Fest. Thank Fighter you. Fighter Fest. You know, I'm I'm old. I, I keep wanting to say Fire from... Festival, but that's wrong. No. That was that horrible thing. So just... Fighter Fest mm. is the next event we're going to get from AEW. So they have all that time in between to just do pops. Yeah. To give you little vignettes. To and give now you all of those pops involve Moxley holding a belt. I that think, isn't even well, a and it's not forced belt. down your throat because yeah. you have to go look for it on social media. Yeah. Mm. And I and I think that benefits them a lot. I think it's going to hurt them when they go in and they're doing a weekly show and now they have to do ring promos, behind the curtain promos, yeah. and yeah. it's going to fall more and get a more feel of WWE. And it can't be, hey, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Craig, let me call you up. I had this really great idea. Let's clip this for YouTube real mm -hmm. quick. Mm -hmm. It's going to be... We need something tomorrow, and it has to be 10 minutes, and you got to figure it out. Go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I hopefully know. they I give have, them the yeah, creative. Have, exactly, the creative freedom, yeah. the, the time to go into the, that. The like, other thing, like, have you guys noticed that now that we're going to Fox, and Fox said, hey, we want it a little grittier. Mm -hmm. You know, our audience is more a PG-13, not a PG. Yeah. We want it a little more grittier, show a little blood, show mm -hmm. a little, you know, Get your jock strapped tight. It's yeah. gonna be a bumpy ride, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, and they had like that um, that Rollins beatdown that Brock gave on Monday Night Raw. Like, I, listen, I know that you brace yourself for those chair shots, and I know that those chairs probably don't hurt as much as one. You know, you can hit the right way, but with a giant beast like Lesnar hitting Rollins in the back. And to the point where Rollins started to bleed on his back, like that had to at least hurt. No, I'm not going to say not local it does. medical facility stretcher hurt. Well, but I mean, hurt. they no, talk. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. I was just going to say that they're starting to get a little more edgy, a yeah. little more gritty, away from the PG, a little bit more towards the PG thirteen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, and I'm saying I think Vince is starting to feel a little bit of the AEW pressure. And he's going to be more catering to what we kind of want. Mm -hmm. The The flip side of it all is, you know, chair shots or chair shots. Like, I think we all think that because these people are actors, we forget that they are athletes and they do legit take real hits. Real hits, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that getting hit with a chair, although it is practiced and they know the best way to do it is still getting hit with a freaking chair exactly exactly yeah so when a 200 pound guy lands on you mm -hmm. although you know how to catch them and roll with it so you take less of a bump you're still, you're still getting a 200 pound man throwing himself at you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i think we forget because we know it's scripted we know that there's a pr uh, planned outcome yeah we still forget that they still have to hit these athletic moves and it gets to be where you can have pain. Yeah. So, uh, like, you got to give these guys credit. You got to mm. give the the the, the wrestlers talent, yeah. credit mm. that they actually do this. Oh, oh, hundred percent. So, hundred percent. That was one of my favorite parts of Raw and SmackDown this week was actually the beatdown of Seth Rollins, simply because it just allowed Brock to be Brock. Seth sold, mm. and that's good for Seth. And I mean. 
just a little touch at the end, and I hate to say it, but it really worked for me, of having his girlfriend Becky I there. I knew you were going to say that. Becky Lynch, I love you. I love you, Becky Lynch. I know that is the reason you loved it, and don't lie. But just to have her there and ride off with him, just kind of, that was that little nuance that WWE was so famous for a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And AEW has really picked up on now. That little nuance right there was kind of like, that kind of sells. Later on down the line, if you have a story, you know, a la Edge Lita, Matt mm. Hardy Lita, or, you know, Cena Bree, or, or Cena, or his, her sister. Bella? Nikki? Yeah, whatever. Nikki. Whatever. Nikki, right? I, for, I already forgot about her. I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, which reminds me, I have a funny little thing to share with you. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, if you push that kind of relationship in, that validates it. Right. Does this mean that uh when Charlotte gets beat up right. by Lacey Evans, then Andrade's the, gonna get in the ambulance with exactly, her? Exactly. Exactly. They haven't they haven't given credence <laughs> to that relationship on TV. Yet. So Yet. um yeah, so I mean that was one of my one of the good things this week. I like the twenty four seven stuff with R Truth. And remember at the beginning I was like, This is hokey as shit. Yeah. But you know what? I've fallen into the same line you did from the get-go. i got to give both of you credit mm-hmm. because you were talking about it. It's like, it's something new. It's something fun. It's something we can latch on to. Yeah. I don't know how long it's going to last, but for right now, it's good. And and I like the fact that they're doing, I don't know if different is the right word, but they're doing odd stuff with it. Like, they have the only available on the internet until they showed it this week of R-Truth golfing and Jinder Mahal showing up in full ring gear with yeah. a ref. Taking our truth down, getting the belt, having it, our truth rolling him up, taking the belt back, and then tearing off. Like I like that. Or the going under the ring with Elias, who had then won do the belt, think, and a, a match happening under the or a pin happening under the ring, and then coming out. Do you think our truth can now steal the moniker of the ultimate opportunist from the Edge? He, he might be able to. I mean, he's he's had that belt. He has now held it new four times. Hey. While we got a chance, and this is a good segue for it, Mm -hmm. let's give a shout out to a new podcast that you and I both like and from old friends of ours. Exactly. We got the I Need Five podcast. Why is it called I Need Five? Uh, The best part and the the thing that I told them when they started putting out this first episode is they pick a wrestler and talk about the five most influential, the five most important matches. Not necessarily the five. Not their best, not the most memorable, but the ones that really made a statement in their career. Exactly. Based on their character, based on the storyline around it, and their first episode and the reason, I think, that pulled you in. One of my absolute (laughs) favorite wrestlers of all time, The Edge. Exactly. So not only do they cover current things going on with WWE and AEW, but they do all of this stuff from the past, which I think is just a great concept of a wrestling show, make it a little bit different. So after you're done listening to us talk about all of our awesomeness that we love so much, you can then go listen to I Need 5 podcast. Check them out to be sure. I Need 5 is going to be a monthly drop. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're from... Um, they're from Skip to the End podcast. Yeah. Over over the seas, across the pond in England. So they have a much cooler accent than we do. But um, do they're going to be a monthly do one. They? Huh? Do they? Our accent's pretty cool. We don't have an accent. We're from the D.C. area. Right. We have We're an American... So- but everybody over there hears an accent. Do you think we sound like John Wayne to them? They hear, Let's ask they Jeff They hear Durant. dumb Americans. I they just came back American? from London. Yes. Their mm-hmm. accents are better. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. um... Give them a listen to. We really enjoyed their... They only have the one episode, but their first episode was really good. The second one, they're going to feature Rob Van, uh, Van Damme. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be really good. It's 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 a really great idea. I wish we could have stole it, but we're not that smart. No. 
No. Anyway, let's get back. I think that covers Raw and SmackDown. I think so. The only other thing is, uh, and I think we kind of mentioned it to each other, do we all probably agree that the next tag team female belt holders will be Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross? Yeah, real quick <laughs> with that, the Iconics dig on Nikki Cross mm-hmm. of, this is a dog pound, lady, yeah. and you've hitched us to the wrong dog. Oh, my God. I just, I'm like... <sighs> How much are they paying you to say this stupid shit? What about the fact that it was obvious that they told Alexa Bliss to wear white pants. And that you had to get coffee all over them. And you had to get coffee on them. So then she's on the floor shimmying around in the coffee so that she gets coffee stains on her white pants. But what was worse, her having to do that Mm -hmm. or the cameraman just staying on it and whoever is producing the show going, yeah, stay on her. Stay on her. We want to see all four. We want to see all four. That's great. Watch her wiggle around in the coffee while... You know, we should just zoom in on Nikki Cross. Right, so you middle. don't see that happening. Though. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, like you said, I, and so this wild card rule. Wild card. Wild card. You can do anything you want. Yeah. Um, The wild card rule, and they still have the Survivor Series, the one night a year that SmackDown and Raw go against each other. Yet, you currently now have a... Raw person who is going to now fight for the SmackDown belt mm-hmm. uh, in Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have a SmackDown person holding the Raw women's belt mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. So, no. What Bailey is, has the SmackDown belt. Sorry, Bailey has the SmackDown belt. But then, but no, but you have Becky Lynch who is a SmackDown person holding the Raw belt. She's a Raw person. She get called over to Raw? Yeah. Because she has the belt. So that she's just on she, that. She was on both shows, and then when she's she lost the Raw SmackDown, women's champ, Jesus, so she man. just goes to Raw. So then, what happens when Alexa Bliss wins it? She was transferred over to SmackDown Tuesday. <laughs> on on Tuesday, got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't you hear her? She was unhappy with the coffee. Right when she was on the blue brand, it was much better. Now that she's back, it's going to get much better. So she's just also. We're not going to see her on Raw on Monday. That's what you're telling me. No, we will because it's wild card. <laughs> wild card rule. Jeff knows. I know. Why don't you know? Because wild card rule is dumb. Like right, crap. There were there were nine people. Wait. There were nine people Wait. in that lumberjack match. Wait. That were on the other show. Wait. Because it's a wild Jeff card. Jeff the ref. What is your official ruling on this argument? We win or him? <laughs> we win because he's dumb. Shut it. Four people are allowed. Shut it. There were nine. Take people. those four fingers. <laughs> shove them in your mouth. So and shut it. Out of the, I don't know, 90 mm-hmm. main card wrestlers, yes, we see the same 20 right. on both shows right. every week. And right. the other 59, like we were mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. are just getting paid to be in the back mm-hmm. in case they need it. they're yeah. needed. Yeah. Kind of like Dolph. Hey, I need you real quick. Go out there. <laughs> Dolph okay. was in Australia doing promo work, and yeah. they're like, hey, you need to fly back tonight. We need you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, All right. You're paying me yeah. $3 million. Yeah. I'll do it. Because the reason that Dolph needed to come back is what we should discuss, which now, if you're listening to this, you've already seen, because our episodes come out on Saturday, and this was yesterday, the Super Showdown in the Saudi Arabia place, which shall not be named. Uh, how do we feel about this show, gentlemen? Meh. You know, Sorry. 
because mm-hmm. I'm a completist, because I have to watch well, everything. Of course, we're all going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. However, I'm probably going to watch it in Amazon Shop at the same time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And by Amazon Shop, I mean, like, I am just going to go on Amazon and try to find some really stupid stuff I don't need. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Dar- Deadpool ankle socks. Right, right. So you're life-size cutouts of Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. going to listen to it. No, I needed that. More so oh, okay. you needed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll listen. I'll watch. The only one that match like I really have to watch is the Royal Rumble for the simple fact that Battle Royal. Or Battle, Battle Royal, Royal yeah. Mm-hmm. Just fifty people stuck in a ring together. I feel it's gonna be kinda like this would make it hilarious to me if they just like greased the rope rings. Okay. And as you walk in, those that came in last, as you slip in and when they ring the bell, you just hear this big and everybody just pops out. <laughs> and like 20 people, people just shoot yeah. right out in the first minute. Uh, because we do have our pick'em challenge for this event. Because we know that the world of Jeddah is magical and magical. things mean nothing, uh, we decided to do the same with our points. So everybody in this pick'em has the potential for 150 points. Yeah, we <laughs> went crazy with this one. Yeah, you get uh, just the Battle royal alone, you have the potential to win 100 points. And I'm going to win them all. And you're going to win them all. Then you get another 50 points with all the other weird matches they have but going on. I was telling you guys, uh, I sit down with Colin mm-hmm. and I say, hey, buddy, let's make your picks. And I'm like, what do you want in these matches? He's mm-hmm. like, this is this, this is this, this is this. And I, I got to put it in on the sheet. But um, then we get to the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Battle Royal. Battle Royal. Yeah, whatever. Come on, Mandy Moore. Let's do it. Don't, <laughs> don't pick on Mandy Moore. She's a great wrestler. <laughs> Mandy Rose can sing, though. <laughs> Again. Can sing. Did you see her in that leather top this week? I did see that, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Sorry. Mm-hmm. The male in me was coming out. Sorry to be so misogynistic. Oh, you're the worst. Anyway, um, so I was like, buddy, you got to pick the first 30 people. Like, mm-hmm. who's going to be the 30 people in the ring? And he's like, so I got to get rid of 20 people? He goes, Dad, I can't even name 20 people. Yeah. He's like, he's naming like John Cena. I'm like, he's not going over there because of movie contractual rights and he mm-hmm. doesn't want to be seen. What about The Rock? No, The Rock won't do it. Mm-hmm. What about, um, who was that other guy I used to see? Edge, no, he can't do it because of his neck. Yeah. And he's just like naming all these old wrestlers and I'm like, buddy, they can't. No. Or mm-hmm. won't. I mean, we got, we got asked, in there. He asked for Daniel Bryan. I'm like, Daniel nope. Bryan won't go. Because mm-hmm. we got in there uh, the top 30, top 15, top 10, top 5, top 3, winner, returning legend, uh, how long you think the match will be? Yeah, we threw a bunch of stuff in there because so, once again we went wild Jetta. card. We went wild card land of Saudi gold mm, yep. oil and points. Yep, yep. Um, so I think you're right. We are all going to watch it, but it it's not going to make a difference. It never. What does. are you? What are you more excited about? Watching the event, mm-hmm. seeing it just be done with. Yeah. Or what you're going to eat during the event. Probably what I'm going to eat during the event. I'm actually probably most excited to talk to you guys next week about it. Or discuss with you this weekend about it. Because I know how insane it's going to be. And just talking about that. Remember, next week, I am going out of town. That is right. Thursday, Mm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Because I have a wedding to go to. However... I will be satellite phoned in. You guys will mm. be able to talk to each other live, and I'll just call in. And just call and in. And give you all my awesomeness all your on the awesome road. on the road. You might even hear me sing. Yes! And if you want to hear John sing, 
Go back to episode 138 God, don't do it. of Take Two Podcast. Oh, it's so awful. It was a Take Two uh, takedown takeover this week where me and John got to host our main Take Two show. And make sure you listen all the way to the end, folks, no. for a little bit of musical genius from one John. Oh, it's awful. It's so good. The uh, the so deep good. operatic voice in there is one Craig. You're right. So You're right. And I will tell you, even with the feedback you hear on the microphone, I promise I was standing on the other side of the room when I was singing. Yeah, it was pretty awful, but he belted that out. Yeah. We feel both, it. We feel it. We put a lot of heart into it. But the high operatic voice was coming from it you. It was my falsetto. It was. It was a beautiful. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Made me cry. See? Made him cry. Yeah. Makes dogs cry, too. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awful. Oh. Anyway. All right. Um, so uh, speaking of pretty awful, do you want to keep talking about the SmackDown? No, showdown? let's not talk about the Crackdown. Uh, we uh, already did mention it. Uh, we probably should again. Uh, Moxley is the new IWGP champ. Yes. So you sent us the clip. We were watching it. Probably at an inopportune time in right. our lives, but we were watching it anyway, mm. and we just enjoyed how they did the promo cuts to it. Yes. How mm. they the match was amazing. Amazing. I think one of my favorite parts was the end, where uh, Moxley does the dirty deeds, Juice gets out of it, mm-hmm. you know, and, he, and you almost see like a, a nod of Moxley being like, oh, I... I got to do something I better. Need more. And he did the his new movie, which was Dirty Rider. Is that what it's called? Death Rider. Death Rider. That's what it is. Where it's pretty much a DDT, but like all the way up in the air, drop down on the ground. Pretty amazing. And that's what takes him out. It's a good way to sort of be like, this was my finishing move. Now it's exactly. Dead. This is my new it's, move. It's like, hey, this is what I gave you in WWE. Mm-hmm. Now look what I'm going to do. Now give look, you. exactly. We're going all out. My favorite part, like, I, I loved all of that, mm-hmm. but my favorite part was literally at the end when he's holding the belt. He yes. looks right in the camera. Mm-hmm. He is gassed. And he looks oh, at the yeah. camera and goes, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> like, you realized how much both of them put into that match. Oh, I mean, that match was 20, 25 minutes. Fuck, Juice coming off the top of the car yeah. with that flip thing and then. I thought he broke his ass. I, yeah, I definitely thought his tailbone snapped in half. Like it looked. There were a brutal. couple times in that match I thought both of them broke something. Yes, so uh, definitely something to go check out. I think one of the good things, w- you know, with New Japan and stuff like that, is being able to find these matches, being able to look these matches up, because it gives you buy-in to want to watch more. But like, I think, and what AEW is doing right is, and I feel bad in saying this, but. AEW is keeping its relationship with New Japan, Mm -hmm. which I think is a very smart thing. Yes. And I think it's going to open up New Japan in the United States, and I think they're really working on that well. Mm -hmm. Plus the TV deals that AEW is doing in the European countries, they've, if you look at it, they've taken over a market, like they're on a channel that caters to 200 million people. I I heard that. Yeah, I heard that. Same thing. Where... Uh, I think WWE switched to a channel that only does like two million yeah, people yeah. or twenty so million people. It's going. It's going to be very interesting to see now, that happen. WWE and I, itself makes more money that way, but, but you lose audience. AEW is getting all that audience share. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I just think AEW right now is firing on all cylinders, and it's really doing the business. The entertainment and the actual athletics right because this match depicts like moxley going over there and taking the belt from juice doesn't take away the belt mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just now moxley's got to defend and new japan can bring up an up and time an up and coming contender for it right and really sell their product exactly exactly because i think AEW and new japan realize the benefit of that of cross promotion 
this will bring AEW fans to New Japan. This will bring New Japan's fans to AEW. Like, that's that's what you get from this. And that's what something like WWE, who doesn't, who, you know, even when Styles came over and the Good Brothers came over, they talked about them fighting overseas, them fighting in Japan. But they never mentioned New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like, I almost look at, I almost look at it being like, WWE has become the U.S. Games. Okay. Mm-hmm. And AEW is going to be the Olympics. So mm-hmm. the world is going to participate in AEW mm-hmm. where WWE is only going to take from a small audience. Yeah. Part of this, true. I think, Vince built WWE, WWF, whatever, mm-hmm. on his own. Right. Right? I think he got I he got lucky. Well, yeah, it became he, really popular. Right. A lot, a lot of things all came together WCW, at the same time. He was able yeah. to buy them out, all this stuff. AEW starting from the ground, and Khan, who's the CEO, who is a businessman, who has right. ties to the Jaguars, so he has all this experience with marketing and mm-hmm. advertising and all this stuff. And then you bring in the Cody Rhodes and the Jerichos and Omegas, mm-hmm. who, hey, on the wrestling end, this is what we need to do. But they have built a team for the other end of it that WWE had to build on its own. That's true. That's true. I think that's why... over time, as opposed to a giant right at the same time. And and much to WWE's credit, I think you're getting there, Jeff, is that WWE had to do it all on their own. There was no model to follow or to say, this is what they did right, this is what they did wrong. AEW has that in WWE. Like, this is what they're doing wrong. Let's not do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. But this is what they did right. Let's do that. Yeah, let's do only that. Only right. Yep. Like, yeah, that... yeah. But I think, and this is probably further down the line, it's going to be like anything else. When they get to a point where they're like, oh, we're really good at this. Mm-hmm. And they stop paying attention to what else is working. Yeah. Well, hopefully they don't. That's what happened to WWE. Mm-hmm. You just get Like you said, when WWF was coming up. Vince McMahon was able to buy out all these small territories, and he took what was working in each territory and got pop and got heat and got mm-hmm. everything that you need to sell a product, and he put that into one big show. Yep, yep. Now AEW is taking all the little shows again, mm-hmm. putting them all together and saying, what's giving us pop, what's giving us heat? Hey, this guy Juice Robinson over in uh, New Japan, maybe if we send our new contender over there mm-hmm. and put mm-hmm. on a great show... Juice didn't lose anything. As a matter of fact, I think he got a whole new fan base. Oh, I think he did. I think he did. Yeah, because I never heard of the guy until now. But I am glad that he cut his dreads off so he stopped looking like No Way Jose. Do you think he was worried about getting caught in a conga line? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Like, or, the, or he'd have to start fighting for that 24-7 belt. He didn't want to do Do you think that. people thought he was Bray Wyatt's younger brother? Yes. Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> little Bray. Little Bray. This is Little Bray. This is Little Bray Bray. It's L I L Tilden. Little Bray. Little Bray. Little Bray. Anyway, um, yeah, so what a great event. It I was. really like it was. that was good. And it was like, hey guys, guess what? It drops, you know, Wednesday afternoon at two. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Except, oh hey. Like I, I was sitting in the beautiful DMV watching that on my phone. Alright. Well, Speaking of beautiful, mm-hmm. speaking of things that you and I have been just chomping at the bit for and yes. things that we are really excited about, mm-hmm. Jeff, yes. you are here because we need something from you, buddy. Last week when you were gone, you know, traipsing around the world as socialites of your caliber do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we dropped nothing really important, just the opening and the opening theme song to our 
T3 League products. Exactly. We we explained how the opening would work. We played the music for you. We we talked about the different shots, how different things would be seen. And I think we, then we both got super excited realizing now we get to have you do that this yeah. week. So I, you know, as a quick recap, my song was You're Going Down by Sick Puppies. Yes. I liked it because of the opening. And my whole opening is vignettes and little pops of greatest moments of my wrestlers' mm-hmm. careers and just to get you pumped up and psyched. You then gave me your production. Yes, the production is what it an was. intro, and I felt completely blown out of the as water. As you should. As so, you should. Real mm-hmm. quick, a recap of yours so, is... Right. So mine was Right Here, Right Now by Fatboy Slim. As the music's building, you know, you got all of my various stars starting up vehicles of all types, all sizes. You Mad Maxi? <laughs> exactly. Mad Maxi-ish, Fast and Furious-ish. You know, starting up all these cars, all heading off to obviously meet in some sort of, you know, intense situation. What it is, is all of them coming through, making a wave of vehicles coming down a street with my two champions holding their belts high out of the sunroofs of giant Escalades, just because, and uh, playing right here, right now. It was amazing. It was beautiful. It was amazing. In my head, beautiful. in my head, this is the but most beautiful feel, show ever. I feel you and I are about to be blown out of the water because mm-hmm. Jeff has been keeping this closely to the best. Exactly. And Jeff's uh, league, remember, is called Ref, R-E-F. Yep. And his show is... is Scorched Earth. Scorched Earth. So... So what is the intro, Jeff, So to Scorched Earth? The intro. I did some thoughts on mm-hmm. this, and I am not a creative person. Well, no. At all. Before Highly you doubt say that, that <laughs> yesterday or, or Tuesday, you presented us with a just a picture of what your logo was going to <laughs> yeah. be like. Mm-hmm. And even though you totally stole it off the internet, um, <laughs> it was pretty B.A.D. It was pretty good. So you have great ideas, just not... Delivery. But go ahead. Do it. I hate you. <laughs> Wait, no, I was giving you a compliment in a backhanded way. So the song I chose mm-hmm. is Bow Down by Ooh. I Prevail. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. So picture. Do we get to hear it? Yes, so in a minute. But I'm set up. Building it up. So, Stop pushing it. I'm so excited. When it comes on TV, whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. you start seeing it, you hear like a slight rumble. Okay. Rumbling, right? Mm-hmm. You see, rumbly, let's say rumbly. a mountain, a big hill, something. Got it. Lush and green everywhere. It's okay. nice. It's like nice it. outside. Mm-hmm. Up at the top, you see the big ref letters. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Bright. There's the lights flying all around. Like, hey, up there's the showcase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the daily. Right. Like, this is what you need to look at. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then the music starts. I don't want this to be too loud. Mm-hmm. No, that's fine. Make it loud. Who cares? Mm-hmm. All right. My wrestlers are at the base of this hill starting to come up. Okay. And when this drops... Right there, mm-hmm. boom, the champ comes up mm-hmm. holding the belt. Moxley, Moxley, champ. my champ. Holding Moxley. the belt on top of the hill. Right. Right. The they start hill. to go up the hill. This music keeps playing. And they're clawing at each other like yep. zombies they're and try- shit. They're mm-hmm. trying to get yeah. to the top. Mm-hmm. To rap. Right. The best promotion out there. Right. I like it already. So when the next drop comes, a few seconds later, mm-hmm. he turns around and holds the belt up. Right here. When this drops... Boom. The ref on the belt explodes. The screen goes white. When it comes back, all the green grass, everything is scorched. Scorched earth. And then he climbs the hill to the top and it cuts out. Damn it! (laughs) Boom. Awesome. Damn it! I mean, need, I mean, need to do a mid-season redo of my opening. Cause I need to try to figure out I how still, to do this. I love my mm. song. I just like with your guys. Damn. I need to make my video. Uh, I need to make a, We need we to need make to these do somehow, it. right? Like, 
I don't know how. Does anybody have talent? Do you have talent, Jeff? <laughs> do you have talent, Craig? Uh, do no. I have talent? I no. could get the no. song to play. <laughs> um, listen, listen. We're all idea men. That's about it. <laughs> we're not getting so, stuff done, guys. Listen, guys. If you can help us out with this, this is something we'd really honestly like to do. We'd love to put our fake intros to our fake wrestling leagues with our fake wrestlers. Right. Uh out there and mm-hmm. it's obvious we could probably pull clips from different shows movies whatever they've been on mm-hmm. and uh put it to the music and do it and put it on youtube for right. you guys we just need somebody to tell us so how. all we need are some video editors yeah uh we need a few wrestlers to uh-huh. you know uh do some of the moves uh i need about a hundred cars including two giant escalates no i'm just thinking like um, you get like the mad max thing where like they're driving through the desert okay mm-hmm. and then you cut from that to like your champ, who is... I don't even remember who my champ is anymore. I got so excited about Jeff's show, I stopped paying attention to my own league. I can take, like, The Rock and just put vignettes of him holding up the WWE championship. That's true. Out. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yours is probably one of the easier ones yeah, to do. Yeah, mine's easy. Mm-hmm. So, I think anyway, we're going to so figure that or... out. We need a production team. That's we do. We need a whole production for. team. Yeah, make it happen. Mm-hmm. We're writers, <laughs> not performers. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. We're not do-it men. Damn it, just Jeff. think of it, man. That is so freaking awesome. And then as like you see it, the scorched earth, you just hear the crackle of the flame and the, mm-hmm. brrr, yeah, the burning. Yeah, your announcers and then come it, in. Yep. And just crackle, crackle, and the mm. announcers come in. Jesse Ventura. show for you yep. tonight. Mm. Jesse Ventura, because oh, that's yeah. who I picked as my commentator. Makes sense. I love it. I love it. I'm excited. He's so much better at this than so we are. So much better. We just kind of like, so hey, wouldn't better. it be fun? And then Jeff took it to a whole nother level. He mm. truly is the AEW of this league. You're he welcome. Yes. You're welcome. Damn him. Uh, so, Johnny Boy. Yeah. Uh, I think we need to end episode 79 here on a moment of. And uh, we talked about it. There were a couple different things that we thought could be good moments of. Well, we all three wanted too. Mm-hmm. I wanted the Firefly Funhouse of Mus- Bray Mus- Wyatt yeah. singing the pull up your pants and do the muscle man dance. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, now, is, how, that was good. That, that, was, that awesome. was good. And I think as we were watching it again yesterday and discussing it, how he can make something like a pause in a sentence somehow just be creepy. Perfect. Like, you know, just be like, pull up your pants and clear your mind. Right. Erase your mind. Erase your mind. And but, do the muscle man dance. Yeah. What did he just yeah. do? Mm-hmm. Or, you know. Frank, all, why are you in here? I'm, Get out of my head. I'm creepy. always here for you. Just, just call to call. Just let me in. Let me in. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. God damn it, Bray, why are you in my head? Jump Yowie, out of Wowie. Yowie, wowie. Oh, can't wait for that to happen. I can't wait for him to come So back we thought of Muscle Man Dance Song. That was my number one choice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there was something better. There was something better, and you have to give him credit because they built up Goldberg finally being on SmackDown. First time he'd ever been on SmackDown. Uh, he retired before SmackDown was around. Right, very true. Uh, yeah. he, <laughs> Who cares? He, whatever. He came out uh, to do a promo against The Undertaker for their Sandy fight this Friday. Um, he does some screaming and yelling. And then, Yeah, you want the old Goldberg? I'll bring you the right. old Goldberg. Here I am. I'm lights, old. Lights go out. Undertaker shows up, says nothing. They just stare at each other. I actually like the fact that, like, you know, do you do the pop-in of Undertaker behind him, and Goldberg is, is not scared? No, he's laughing Goldberg about it. Goldberg is laughing like, about it, and it goes straight up to yep. his face, like, <laughs> there you are. we'll fight right now. Like, let's go. Yeah. Um, and then lights go out. Oh, Undertaker disappears, you know, and then you get Goldberg coming out with just this one line of promo, which just it gets, 
for a match that I probably didn't care about and will probably be the shortest match on the event, just based on their age alone, um, actually gets me slightly excited for this with Goldberg and his, you know, tighten up your jock strap because it's going to be a ride. Yeah. So that's our moment of. So that's it. Friday night it is then. Big man, bring your jock strap and tighten that some bitch up tight because it's going to be a ride. I mean, I think out of the two, like while well, Undertaker had more, I want Goldberg to win. So yeah. they're going to let him. I don't. Win I know. There's yeah, no that's way. The problem. I don't think Taker's so. going to win that. I'm yeah. sure. I, I enjoy Goldberg, but I guess it depends on how long they have Goldberg for and what they're planning Is to do. Is it just this you one think, thing? If they're going to try and give him a push, what? I might. I might have to rethink my picks because if they're going to carry this to SummerSlam, if they have Goldberg for a little while mm-hmm. and they want to carry it to SummerSlam, which is only two months away, right? And they could do. Do they Gold- bring a Kane in to Jeddah for a mm. you, you know Mayor, bad Mayor Kane? Listen, my last three choices on my top thirty for our battle royal was Hornswoggle, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and Kane. So if Kane shows up, I'm happy with that. I'm just saying, if Kane shows up and they give him a false finish, you can parlay Undertaker and Goldberg into SummerSlam so that you can have your legends match that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could also go for, if they want to do Goldberg versus Brock, again, you could do that into SummerSlam and just have that lead into there. That's the problem is I don't know... Is this a one-shot, we'll pay you millions of dollars, Goldberg, to come and do this Saudi show? Or is this as they're trying to give them, like keep them on be for a couple for months? A you know, obviously, I, you know, not a long time, but they could get a couple months out of him, I'm sure. No, like the last time he was there was a three-month stint. Exactly. And exactly. now I think it was like, hey, hmm. Goldberg got to come out and be true to his family. Mm-hmm. Now they're like, hey, why don't you do another three months and you be true to the fans where you're just old Goldberg old destroying Gold- everybody, and then we'll let you lose to Taker at SummerSlam clean, and mm-hmm. you can go. With his, uh, I'm not going to lie, that badass all-white beard looks pretty good on you. Yeah, me. now I want my beard to be all-white. <laughs> I know. You're almost there, buddy. I just want a beard. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us, folks. Episode 79 of Take-Two Takedown. Again, don't forget to follow us on the Twitter if you don't already, at Take-Two Takedown. You can email us at tripletbag at gmail.com or call our hotline 434-602-1931. If we like the letter, we'll talk about it. If we like the voicemail, we'll play it like we did last week. Just come on, interact with us. We love when people interact with us, especially when it comes to this weird Super Sandy showdown. Talk to us as you're watching the show as to what this insanity is. And good luck to everybody involved in our Pick'em Challenge. If you want part of that Pick'em Challenge, you can email us at our letter bag and you can join the Pick'em Challenge and try and win this Phase 2 belt. All right, Because we already know that luckily for them, because they have leprechauns on their side, Alleged Wrestling Podcast won the first phase. Well, because four of them made the Four of them were able to beat all the these single people. Exactly. And they made a poor child cry. Did we finally get enough stamps to mail that thing we out? We did. We mailed it out yesterday. Yeah, because we're right on time. <laughs> right on time. That's what we do things in America. Well, it took us a lot of time to find the stamps for it. Yeah, there's so many stamps. And then we had to figure out how to write in green letters their address. Because I think everything going to Ireland has to be green. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's, that's a law. It's a law. I it's think a it's law. like universal law. Mm-hmm. 
It totally is. It's Absolutely. the only way the leprechaun letter carriers hey, can read it. Best wrestling match I've watched this week. Yes. My son is really into the Godzilla movies, so we watched 1975 <laughs> Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. Ooh, where that's a good they one. had titanium source on it. Mm hmm. And literally, Godzilla gets titanium source in a headlock mm -hmm. and then does a pile driver almost Obviously. RKO. That was 1975. That was before Randy Orton was So you're born. saying that Randy Orton stole his moves from, from Godzilla. Godzilla. Go back makes, and watch it. Makes so much Tell sense. Tell me if I'm wrong. Makes so much sense. I'm just saying Godzilla, first real wrestler. Hall of Fame? Should he be in the Hall of Fame? Should be in the Hall of Fame. We should push for that. Hashtag Godzilla HOF. Okay, I'm down with that. All right, start the hashtags on Twitter. Thanks for joining us, folks. Peace. Your singing was beautiful, John. I don't know what you're talking about. Never happened again. Come on! This means your entire personality is changing because all you do is sing. Man. <laughs> For life. Now, is this no singing while recording is happening? Or just no singing in general in no, your life? No, because now that I know how awful I am, I don't ever want to hear my voice again. But when we shower together, who's going to sing, uh, going to score tonight? You don't sound as bad in the shower. Or when we come up the elevator, who's going to sing Boys to Men with me? Mm -hmm. I was supposed to sing it myself? You need to learn some step songs. <laughs> no, Nobody needs to learn step songs. Well, Graves band step never is. heard. <laughs> Finish eating your chicken salad sandwich. Oh, really good. So, I found this bucket of chicken salad mm -hmm. at Sam's Club. Mm -hmm. And it's got like that pickly vinegary taste to it. I love that stuff. Does it have that taste because it's that old? I don't know, but it's good. Mm -hmm. Fuck you. How big is it? I don't know. How many, how many sandwiches have you eaten? Four. How many times have you taken a fork and the bucket and sat <laughs> in a chair and eaten Not yet, just but that's a glorious up? idea. I mean, I'm, that's why I got to ask how big the bucket is. Because I'm assuming once you get to, like, bottom quarter, maybe third of the bucket, you're just going to sit there with a fork. Good question. You know when you know when's a good time to do that? Super Showdown. WTTP. 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 WTTP.